Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This group and their hive mind have decided that for this summer, they must protect Brittany at all costs. Two weeks away from our wedding. He's a best man. I did nothing wrong. Stop blaming yourself. This is what always happens. The high pitched like, I'm going to get in a batting cage. I'm going to hit some balls. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. And look, today I was planning on releasing the audio from the live show that happened last night in San Francisco at Cobbs. Unfortunately, the audio, there was a problem with the recording of the audio, so it didn't happen. Uh, you know, when you go to these live venues, you have them record all the audio that's happening on stage. I don't know what happened, but there was a technical difficulty uh, with the person who was recording the audio. Or I, I don't know what happened, but when I got the audio back, it was literally just like white noise, or um, it just it just sounded like uh, it sounded like a demon. <laughs> Good, fortunately, everyone who's at the show, I think the audio was great. You couldn't tell at the show; it was just the actual recording of it didn't happen. So, unfortunately, I don't have that. But we have so much to talk about, so I did want to at least release an episode. We're going to talk. Vanderpump Rules. We're going to talk uh, New Jersey. I'm going to do the best that I can. I've been traveling. I'm a bit exhausted, but uh, we have to talk about this stuff. It's very important work. And I want to thank everyone who came to the San Francisco show. Oh my God, it was so much fun. The crowd was just so amazing. I had the best time. Uh, Ariana and Tom from Vanderpump Rules, they came out and I got to chat with them for a little bit. And then Mary from Two Judgy Girls came and chatted with me about Vanderpump Rules. I'm truly devastated that I can't play the audio for you guys because they were amazing. And I think the crowd had a great time. That's what it seemed like. And I had so much fun. So uh, I wish I could play that. But I do want to thank everyone for coming out. And I can't wait to see everyone at the other live shows in March. They're really a good time. And part of me is like a little bit happy that I'm not releasing the audio because it's like, I want you, I want the people who come to the live shows to be surprised and, and to have a good time. So I uh, thank you all for coming. And if you want to come to one of the future live shows, there's still a couple tickets left for Dallas. The other shows are sold out, but hopefully I'll make it to the other cities later this year. I'm working on it. I'm doing my best. Uh, but. Now that we have that out of the way, uh, we got to talk about what's going on in Bravo this week on Vanderpump Rules. I know all the uh, stuff that people are talking about is about the pastor, right? All this pastor business with Brittany and Jax's wedding. And I want to talk about that. But first, I want to talk about Brittany's eyebrows. Now, Brittany is a beautiful woman. She's stunning. She's gorgeous. It just seems to me that maybe she got a little bit too much Botox in the eyes and the eyebrows are to the high heavens. They are, the eyebrows just point all the way up to the heavens, closer to God than that pastor ever was, if you ask me. And she looks surprised. At the live show, Mary from Two Judgy Girls was saying that Brittany seemed so surprised at the princess party for her bachelor or whatever that fucking bridal shower was. Um, But I think she looks surprised in every scene she's in. Every time she enters the scene, Brittany looks like she just had someone pop out of a cake in front of her and yell happy birthday. It's like those eyebrows are so high. And I'm sure eventually those caterpillars will settle and she will look more beautiful than anyone on the face of the earth because she's a beautiful woman. And I'm not trying to judge on looks. I'm just saying those eyebrows, it's like every single time I see them. And then when she gets angry, she's like, Sandoval, how dare you do the Sandoval? This is my day. This is my, the, the, um, two weeks before my wedding. It's my wedding. How dare you, Sandoval? Fuck off, Sandoval. She kept saying. She was so mad in those eyebrows. I swear to God, they were right up to the Lord Jesus Christ. They were all the way to the high heavens. <laughs> so high. <laughs> Again, beautiful. I feel, am I being, I hope I'm not being mean. She's stunning. Nothing wrong with that. Those things are going to settle. That when that Botox settles, I swear we're all, uh, we're all going to be kicking ourselves in the butt because <laughs> I'm going to go right to the Botox specialist and get the same thing done. Because when those things settle, she's going to look great. But right now, those caterpillars, every time I see them, I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Uh, anyway, <laughs> Vanderpump rules, you guys. 
Look, I'll be honest with you guys. It seems like everyone is saying Vanderpump Rules sucks this season. Everyone seems to hate it. That's kind of the vibe, but I think this season's better than last season. I don't think it's that bad. I think we got some good stuff going on. I think that pastor stuff is very interesting, and it's compelling. Although I do want to say, my main issue with this whole thing about Brittany and Jax and the wedding, like aside from the homophobia of the pastor, like aside from all that monstrosity, I am upset that we're in a place on Vanderpump Rules where it feels to me like cast members feel like they have to protect each other and they can't say certain things, right? So everyone was mad at Tom Sandoval for bringing up this information two weeks before the wedding. Everyone kept saying, it's two weeks before the wedding. Well, that was that was Brittany, but uh, everyone was mad that he brought it up two weeks in advance. But my issue is that we're watching a reality show. And I don't want any of the cast members on any of my reality shows to feel like they can't bring up things on camera at any given fucking moment. I don't care if you're at a dinner, a church, uh, 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 rest, whatever, wherever you are, wherever you are, you have to be comfortable bringing up something that's going on amongst the cast. And so I don't like that it feels like some of the cast members are protecting other cast members, right? It's like Katie and Stasi, and they're all sort of seemingly protecting Brittany and Jax, which I get in real life, you would want to protect your friends. I get that. But on a reality show, I don't want that. I want you all to be messy. And let me tell you something, season two, season three, season four of Vanderpump Rules, you bet your bottom dollar that every one of those cast members would have brought up anything. They weren't afraid back in those days to bring something up. They would just say whatever was on their mind at any given moment. And that's what makes reality TV good. That's what we need on all these shows. It's happening now, it feels like to me, on Housewives. And all sorts of our reality shows are doing this where cast members are protecting each other. And there should be no rules. It's reality TV. If the audience needs you to bring something up on camera, you better hop in front of that camera and bring it up. Because that's what you're getting paid to do. La la, they were all talking about the pastor behind Britney's back. But then when they got to the group event, they were like afraid to say anything. And I just... I was happy that Tom Sandoval brought it up. That's what he's getting paid to do. So I'm a little bit worried. Early Vanderpump Rules, they were messy. No one cared. The storylines moved so quickly because everyone would bring up everything at any given moment. People weren't seemingly trying to protect each other. And so that worries me about the show because it seems like it's just getting worse and worse. And eventually, then we're just going to be in scenes where no one's saying anything, and we're just staring around looking at each other because they don't want to throw one of their friends under the bus. And I can't do that. I can't do that. It's just not okay. So I want to back up, get to the beginning of the episode. This all was started when Ken and Lisa were driving, which, by the way, I was very worried about Ken behind the wheel. I don't know what his driving record is. But as someone who's a terrible driver, I would just say that I would worry about Ken driving. That's all I'll say. I just would think he doesn't always seem the most alert. Do you know what I'm saying? If something were to run in front of the car or something, I'd be a little bit concerned that his uh, reflex skills wouldn't be quite there. But I will say that I'm enjoying seeing Ken every time I see him, you guys. I know that's coming from me, who last season, I said, get Ken off my screen. And now when I get a little taste of Ken, I don't know, it tickles me. I feel so excited when I see Ken pop on screen. But anyway, they're driving, and then they talk about this pastor situation, which if any of you guys have followed this stuff, at the end of last season on Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen had brought it up to the women of Vanderpump Rules. He had all of the women of the cast on the show. And he asked Brittany, he said, what's going on with this pastor you guys chose? Which they showed the clip in the episode, but Brittany had defended him and it seemed like she knew what was being said, what he had posted on social media. And now in this episode, she was saying she only knew of one tweet and she said she didn't know he felt that way. And I thought that was all bullshit. I think she did know. My opinion is that they just didn't want to get caught or they thought they could get away with it. And then... A few months after that Watch What Happens Live, there were uh, there was another article written by Laura Parker bringing up all of these tweets and all of these things on social media that this man had said, which definitely like went way past the line of, okay, <laughs> it's just like, right. it was shockingly awful things that he was saying online. And it felt like they kind of got caught. And so that's when they were like, okay, we'll change and we'll hire Lance Bass, which... 
you guys. <laughs> it's like an overcorrection, okay? I understand what they were trying to do by hiring an out gay pop singer uh, in, to replace the homophobic guy, but it felt like a little bit of an overcorrection to me. And I'm not sure what uh, the deal they made with Lance Bass, but uh, I don't know, you guys. I did really appreciate when Gina later on in the episode was so excited about Lance Bass. Like she, she was so fucking excited about Lance Bass. She and and just had so much jealousy in her eyes when Gina heard that Lance Bass was going to officiate Jackson Brittany's wedding. Gina has never been more jealous. And you could see it right in her eyes. She was she was grinning through her teeth. She's like, congratulations, Brittany. <laughs> Do you ever think that a pop star would be doing your wedding? She was so mad. Poor Shishi. Poor Shishi. Now she's got to walk. watch someone else walk down the aisle straight into Lance Bass's arms. You know, that's what Sheena wanted. And maybe one day Sheena will get it. My hope for Sheena is that she gets married again, and an even bigger pop star marries her. I'd like to see J.C. Chazay. Mary Arshishi. That's what I want for Sheena. I want her to just get everything she wants and more. Because she really wanted Lance Bass, and now I want her to get someone even better. I want her to get a J.C. Chazay. I want to get her an Ashley Parker Angel. I, w- I would like her to get someone from a boy band who actually did some singing. No shade to Lance Bass. But I've never once heard his vocals on one of uh, the NSYNC tracks. Has anyone heard a solo vocal from uh, Lance Bass? We haven't heard it. It never happened. I'm not even sure he was in the recording studio for any of those albums. They brought in J.C. Chazay. They brought in Justin Timberlake. I don't think they once put Lance Bass in front of a microphone. He was in the group, but was he in the group? Do you know what I'm saying? So I would like to see Sheena get married by a boy bander who actually did some singing, who actually did some boy banding. Wouldn't it be great? Uh, one of the lead singers, uh, get a Nick Lachey, get a... Uh, who was the other one from 90 Degrees? I had such a crush on the other one. Um, Jeff Timmons. Was that his name? The hot, hunky one? Uh, you guys. You know I have allegiance to my queen icon legend, Jessica Simpson, but I was always very attracted to the 98 Degrees boys because they had the muscles. So I did always really love them. So, you know, maybe down the line, Sheena gets herself a boy bander. That's uh, my wish for her. But in the meantime, she's going to be seething with jealousy as Brittany walks down that aisle in Kentucky because she wanted last pass. Anyway, uh, earlier in the episode, we do have a scene between Bo and Stassi. Bo's doing this cooking show. He's doing a lot of accent work. He's making something with potatoes. And then Lala arrived. They're doing this at Stassi's apartment. Lala arrives in what I believe to be a Dave & Buster's uh, employee cap. She was wearing a hat. It was like a visor. I'm sure it was some sort of designer. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but it was, to me, something that one of the Dave & Buster's employees would wear, which was coincidental because later in the episode, they went to a place that wasn't exactly a Dave & Buster's, but it was close. It was Dave & Buster adjacent. And uh, so that was shocking to me. Um, but Stasi's very excited to get married. She kind of brings that up in her confessional. Uh, and we know they get engaged. So, spoiler alert. That's the problem with social media these days. We know what happens on the show before it happens. But uh, Stasi says, as her and Bo and Lala are talking, she says that Jax and Brittany are dumb. Like, she literally flat out says they're dumb. And I wonder what Jax and Brittany's response is. Because Stasi used interesting wording. She didn't flat out say, like, they're dumb. She said, like, they don't really get anything. <laughs> she said it in, like, a a little bit more confusing way. She's like, they don't really understand things as well as others because they're not as smart. So she was basically calling them a bunch of dummies. And I wonder if they got that. You know, I wonder if the level of intelligence between Jackson and Brittany was smart enough to understand that Stassi was really calling them dumb, uh, a couple of dummies. And I don't think that they would have gotten that. But she did say it. And I wish there were cameras on them, on Jackson and Brittany, when they heard that. Because I want another reaction. I want another reaction. Anyway, then we cut to Sir. LVP talks to Ariana. Ariana's back working at Sir. She's picked up some shifts. And Ariana brings up the pastor. LVP says she called Jackson Brittany about this whole situation. And Ariana says she's known about this for six months. And LVP's like, you've known about this for six months? And I, look, I wish these cast members would have brought it up sooner. I don't know why everyone did wait until two weeks before the wedding. I mean, they should have brought it up at some time, but God bless that they brought it up at some point. And quite honestly, I would have been fine if they brought it up like at the wedding. You know, that would have been a juicy episode if it was like, 
you know, right before they walked down the aisle, if somebody was like, why the fuck are you guys doing it with this guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that could have been interesting. Uh, so really, when you think about it, two weeks is still plenty of time. I can't believe we still are two weeks away from this wedding. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. I mean, then we get a scene at the Lit Method. It's like this workout place with Brittany and Jax. And Brittany said, I had to get some of my stress out. And they, they talk about this pastor. And they said he was a family friend. Brittany says, no one ever thought he would be this way. And to that I say, how close of a family friend was he? Because you claim he was such a close family friend. And on that watch what happens live appearance. She even said that she talked to him on the phone about it. It's all very confusing to me. I just get the impression that they were trying to cover it up, right? Like they thought they'd get away with it or they thought that no one would really pick up on it again. And then everyone did. And I don't think everyone would be as upset if this show wasn't presented to us as so LGBTQ friendly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we have that Pride episode once a year and we see these cast members really celebrating Pride, which is wonderful. I was just saying, I think last week on the show, how great it is that we always have the Pride episode. I like the Pride episode. I think it's important to show. I mean, there's people in different parts of the country who aren't exposed to the LGBTQ community. So seeing particularly all these straight people celebrating and participating in a gay Pride parade, I think is a beautiful thing. And we have that on one hand, and then uh, then you want to walk down the aisle and have this man who has really spewed out some really hateful things marry you. It just... It's mixed messaging. And because you're on a reality TV show, of course people are going to call her out. Or both of them out. Um, But, I I don't know, they got rid of the guy. So I guess we have to give him that. They got rid of this man. So I guess that's good. Uh, But then we cut to Sir. And we get one of these sit-down scenes between Raquel and LVP. Raquel says that she feels like she has to babysit James. And... You guys, I'm a little bit worried about Raquel. I know I've been saying that we need more James, and I've been missing James, and now that James is back on the show, and I'm seeing the way he's interacting with Raquel, I'm worried about her. I'm worried about our girl Raquel. That one scene when they were in the house, and he was making her some eggs or whatever that was, he was being so uh, dark. Controlling, dark. I didn't like that side of James. And he's great on reality TV, but when you remember some of these Things that he's done and said, it's hard to watch. And I worry about my Raquel. I just want all, only good things for her. I will say, though, that moment where James did the Peter impression. James, can we talk for a second? Listen here. I know that we've uh, been hanging out a little bit, but uh, I'm licking Jax's ass now because I'm his groomsman and uh, I can't invite you to my birthday party. James doing an American accent is one of the greatest gifts to television that there ever was. I mean, I could watch James just doing American impressions. That's all I want from him. Just sit him in that confessional and let him do some accent work. I'd like to see him do uh, some other accents. I want to see him do, I don't know, Australian. Uh, Give me anything. I could see James just doing some accents. Put him in an acting class that maybe next season we should follow James into an acting class and just watch him do like acting exercises where he has to do some accents. Then we have a scene between Dana and Max. They're drinking some wine. They're talking about being official and not hooking up with other people. And Max got his confessionals back. You guys, Max was in a confessional again. I thought for sure Max would not be in any more confessionals. And then there he was, back in a confessional. Just popped back up in there. And I don't really want it. I don't really want it. And you guys, I'm sort of falling for Dana quite a bit. Like, I'm really starting to like Dana a lot. And I almost feel bad for Dana that she had to come on the show at this time. Because I feel like the new people just aren't working, right? They're not mixing in properly. It's very odd. It still feels like two different shows. And Dana seems like a great addition to the show, but then she's only doing these scenes with Max and and then occasionally with Sheena. I just think it's a bad thing for Dana. I want only good things for her now. And here she is, just getting fucked around by this Max. I don't like this Max. And now Max has got the confessionals back. Ugh. Are we going to have to see more of Max? I thought we were done with him. We don't need him. What are we doing with him? We don't need him on the show. We're fine without him. Fine without him. I'm happy to have Dana on the show. I even don't mind the other ones, the Danica and the one that don't eat the pasta. I don't even mind them. I gotta say, you guys, remember on the show last week when I was, we were talking about the gay pride thing, and Danica was the one wearing the bathing suit cover-up. Number one, people had told me that that was one of Dorit's swimwear things. 
So that's number one. Uh, number two, I just have to say that on the show, I had said that it was weird that Raquel was wearing like pool floaties and goggles. And everyone corrected me. I got so many messages saying that the Sir theme was a pool party. And to that, I would just like to say that why was there a second theme? The theme was Gay Pride. There should not have been a second theme. Gay Pride weekend, that's the theme, is Gay Pride. We don't do a second theme. I mean, it was very bizarre. Why does Sir have a theme on Pride weekend? We don't need it. So, I I know everyone was yelling at me. But it was very bizarre to me. Why is Raquel in pool floaties? Let her just wear a rainbow-colored outfit, and that's all we need. It's Gay Pride. Very weird. Uh, but I do think I like the women, the new girls. It just seems like they're being integrated in this cast so oddly. Uh, then, in the episode, we cut to Katie and Tom's house. They're setting up for Britney's bridal shower, which I thought we already had the bridal shower. Remember last season, we were at the brunch situation? I thought we had the bridal shower then, when she asked everyone to be in her wedding or whatever that was. Then we had the bachelorette party, and now we're having the bridal shower. Oh, you guys, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted by the wedding of Jackson Brittany. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I can't do another party. I don't want to see another streamer. Although it was funny, you guys, when Katie was trying to throw... <laughs> she's trying to throw those, what are they called? The streamers or whatever. The decorations for the bridal shower. She was trying to throw it from one end of the stairwell to the other end, and she couldn't do it. I was like yelling at the TV. I'm like, come on, Katie, throw it harder. She couldn't, Every time she tossed it, it would just fall to the ground. She couldn't get it all the way across. Like, come on, you, Katie, use your strength. Use the arm. Load up that arm and throw it all the way. Every time she did it, it was not going all the way across like she wanted. But they set up this uh, this bridal shower, and it's like a, a Disney theme. There's a bunch of flowers. Lala gave her flowers, and she wrote on the card, she said, I'm going to put... Uh, to Britney from that bitch, Lala said. So Lala was just referring to herself as that bitch. I don't know. How are you guys feeling about Lala these days? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Next week, we get some Randall. And uh, that's... uh, I don't know if we need Randall either. We already got so many fucking cast members on this show. Do we need to add one more? Especially Randall. Uh, No offense to him, but I'm not sure he's made for TV. He's got a face for radio, if there ever was one. And it's coming from me, hosting my own podcast, right? Like, I'm not saying I have a face for TV either. I'm just saying, maybe Randall's meant to be behind a microphone and not in front of a camera, right? Uh, it is what it is. You know, we all have our strengths, we all have our weaknesses, and I'm not sure that we need Randall on this cast. He's at least 40 years older than the rest of the people on here. Uh, I don't know his exact age. I'm uh, spitballing here, but I'd assume... He's around 40 years older than Danica, right? I mean, it's at least looks-wise. Looks-wise, he does not fit in. If you put him next to Danica, you're going to say, huh? You're going to be confused. Your eyes are going to have to adjust. Okay, it's not going to work. There's no way Randall can be in a scene with Danica. It just wouldn't happen. My eyes still aren't adjusting to seeing him with Lala. Every time I see those two on a red carpet together, it's like my eyes and like, what's going on? Do I need to... Change my contact lenses or get some eye drops or something because they can't make heads or tails of it, my eyes. And I see them on a red carpet. Do you ever see those photos when it's like Lala, Randall, 50 Cent, or uh, they're always hanging out with Kate Bosworth or something? And it's like, I can't compute when I see Randall with all of them. It just doesn't work. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to get him next, uh, next episode. And I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and so on this episode, Peter had his, has his birthday party at this off-brand Dave & Buster's, right? I, it looked really fun, actually, but I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. And Peter uninvites James because he ta- says he takes his groomsmen uh, duties very seriously. And so they're not invited. And James is, of course, really pissed about this. And he basically tells Raquel, like, don't go, but if you want to go, go. And that was when I got mad at James. That was when I was like, James, James. You cannot act this way to women. You need to cool it. You need to, if you're listening out there, James, be better. Do better, James. We all want to, we're rooting for you, James. But do not treat Raquel poorly because she's an innocent. She's an innocent. Whether or not you like Raquel, you can still look at her and say she's an innocent. Okay. There's not much happening, uh, you know, behind the scenes there. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she's an innocent and she seems like a lovely person. And I only want the best for her. I only want the best. And also, what's Peter doing taking these groomsmen duties so seriously? Like, cool it, Peter. <laughs> I like Peter, but maybe cool it. 
you know? Just everyone should be invited. We're on reality TV. We need the whole cast there. Load them all up into that batting cage if we have to. You need to invite everyone to your birthday party. That's all there is to it. I don't care that you're a groomsman in the wedding. You need to invite the messy people to your birthday party if you want to be on this reality show, if you ask me. So then uh, we have the bridal shower. Uh, Look, they invite a bunch of Disney princesses. Was it tough to watch? A little bit. And that's coming from me. I'm I'm one of those people that like likes Disney. You know, I'm one of those grown men that likes Disney. I love to go to Disneyland. I love to go see Mickey and the whole gang. The whole gang. And I think princesses are fantastic. I love to see the Disney princesses. Ariana was even used to be a Disney princess. She used to walk around the parks. I don't know if you guys remember that story, but she said she used to walk around the parks. I think she was Ariel or something. Uh, but seeing it on Vanderpump Rules, it was it was tough. I did like that the moms were all there, though. You know I love me some Terry Maloney. And all the moms, Erica, Sheena's mom was there. The moms were there. Sherry with the frosted lips. They were all there. And the only one missing was Mima. Mama, Mima. I don't know where she was making that beer cheese in a kitchen somewhere. Still haven't seen that beer cheese. I'm not sure where it is. I'm not sure when it's hitting the store shelves. But I am pretty sure you could bet your bottom dollar that Mima is back in the kitchen somewhere locked up finalizing the recipe while the rest of the cast and the rest of her family get to celebrate at a bridal shower with a bunch of princesses. And for that, I say justice for Mima or justice for Mama. I don't remember which it is, uh, but justice for her. And I, I just hope they let her out of that kitchen because she should be at these events. Any event that Sherry's at, I need to see the Mima. Okay. If we're bringing Sherry and we're getting a makeup artist to put a frosted lip on her, then we need to get a frosted lip on Mima and I need to see her in front of that camera. So uh, I don't know where she was, but I was happy all the moms were there. The princesses, they all came. They seemed to have a good time. Uh, Brittany does seem to think, though, that she is like a princess. I know she's doing the wedding at the castle. Now we have the princess bridal shower. And the man she's marrying, though, is a little bit maybe not a prince. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we have all seen those Disney movies. Some of the princess or some of the princes in the Disney canon, we have some of the greatest men of all time, right? We have Aladdin. What a stud, right? What a stud. He used one of his wishes to help save the genie. We have, of course, Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Uh, a gorgeous, gorgeous man. Look at that man. Hercules, Hercules, the strength of a god. Some of these Disney princes are legendary men. And I don't think Jack stacks up to any of those men. I hate to say it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But I would never want to watch a movie about Jack's saving a Britney. Okay, it's not something I want to put on on a Saturday morning. And so it seems weird to me that Britney seems to think that she is living this fairy tale life. And we even heard later in the episode that their wedding song is "You're Still the One," and it was so funny when Bo was like laughing at it. <laughs> Jax is like saying how. They're walking down the aisle to You're Still the One by Shania Twain, which I'd just like to remind you all that that song was written with Shania Twain's ex-husband, Mutt Lang. They worked on that song together before they got divorced, and her husband then uh, fucked around on Shania with Shania's best friend. So that's, that's the genesis or the basis of that song. And so it is very fitting for Brittany and Jax to walk down the aisle to it, but it's so funny. And Bo even rightfully pointed out, he said, no one's allowed to talk about the cheating, but then here they pick a song that literally references uh, how everyone thought they wouldn't make it and all this stuff. Uh, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. And I, that's a beautiful song. I like that song, but it was funny. Bo, Bo, Bo was like laughing at Jax's face. Like he did not... He legit did not get it. Like He was like, what is happening? Why doesn't Jax understand this? Why doesn't he understand that? Anyway, then we have, uh, we do have Brittany uh, telling everyone at the bridal shower that she got Lance Bass to officiate. And again, Sheena was just so jealous. Sherry was concerned about the wedding prayer. Uh, and Sherry seems to have a lot of opinions about this wedding and a lot of advice for how it's going to happen for someone who got married for a second time on a cruise ship. Okay, that was rightfully pointed out by Brittany in the confessional. Sherry, I think, was married. I, forgive me if this is wrong, but I thought somebody had DM'd me this, that Sherry was married like four times, wasn't she? 
I know we'll have to look, we'll have to do some research. Maybe that's not, don't take that as fact, but I think she was married. Brittany had referenced two marriages, but I, I think it might be more. We'll have to Google that. Maybe we will, or maybe we won't. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get things wrong on here and we do our best. We do our best. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what's going on. Uh, then we have Peter's birthday party after the bridal shower. Sheena had this wonderful moment. Of course, every week we get a montage of Sheena being embarrassing, and this week we had her talking about freezing her eggs. Hey guys, I'm freezing my eggs, remember? Really? Can't drink. I feel like people either don't listen to me or simply don't care. I'm freezing my eggs. Freezing eggs and freezing my eggs. Freezing my eggs. Freezing my eggs. Wait, why aren't you drinking? For the hundredth time, I'm freezing my eggs. Let's still take a shot of water. I've been watching this show. I take notes on this show. And even this week when I'm watching it, I'm like, I totally forgot Sheena's freezing her eggs too. Like, How do we forget? I feel bad for Sheena. I feel bad that we keep forgetting these things that she's telling us. She's telling us about this important life event. She's freezing her eggs. And we all just conveniently forget. And the editors, those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, shady as fuck. But they did show us a montage of Sheena telling everyone. And every week, you guys, they embarrass Sheena. Every week. Justice for Sheena. Justice for her. Anyway, I do also love that those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors gave us a a scene of Kristen Doty in the batting cage, just batting the balls. I could have watched. I could have watched that for six hours. You guys, I could have watched six hours of Kristen in a batting cage. Do you remember on MTV when they used to do those sport games? They would do like Rock and Jock or whatever, where they'd have celebrities playing baseball or basketball. I need them to reboot that with Bravo celebrities because I need to see Kristen Doty playing every sport in the book. I want to see her horseback riding. I want to see her playing rugby, soccer. Basketball, baseball, volleyball. I want to see every with every game they can throw at her. I want to see her play it because I've never laughed harder than when she was in that batting cage. She couldn't hit not a single ball. She could not do it. And Ariana was just cracking up. <laughs> Ariana said, I want a baseball card of Kristen on it. <laughs> I do too. I'd buy that. How do we buy that? Maybe I need to make it. Who needs? Who's making uh, baseball cards with Kristen Doty on it? Because I want to buy one. I want to buy one. It was just, it was too good. It was too good. Then there was also a scene where Dana and Stassi were talking. Uh, Dana, Stassi, and Katie were talking about Sheena. And I just have to say, Stassi never misses an opportunity to be mean to Sheena. She does not miss one opportunity. I don't even think Sheena and Stassi have been in a scene together this season, and Stassi was still just throwing Sheena under the bus. I wanted Sheena to run, run up and be like, fuck you all. Don't you want that for Sheena? I would love for Sheena to just walk up while they're all being assholes to her and just tell them to all to fuck off. That's what I want my she-she to do. One of these days, Sheena's going to snap. Sheena's going to snap, and it's not going to be pretty, but it's all going to be happening. I'll tell you that. It's going to happen. It's all going to happen one day. Sheena's, she's going to hit the end of her rope, because these people can be so mean to her. Stassi and Katie were just sitting there talking shit with Dana about her. They don't even know Dana. They just met Dana for the first time, and they're all just gossiping about Sheena. Stassi, too, with the Game of Thrones references. Ugh. I mean, I'm not even going to get into it. You know how I feel about it. It's right up there with the ranch dressing. It's ranch dressing and Game of Thrones. <sighs> Let's just take a moment, you guys. Let's just take a moment and uh, wipe our memories of ranch dressing and Game of Thrones references. Let's take a moment. Then we see Brittany. She's very upset. She's looking at her phone. She's upset because social media is dogging her out on the princess party. And they showed a couple of the comments that happened on her Instagram account. And you know, I always say, I do see that people are so mean to Bravo celebrities on social media. Like, people comment the meanest things. And I see it sometimes, and it does make me upset, because I do always think, like, well, there are real people behind it, right? But I will say that the comments that people were saying about the princess party weren't that bad. Like, I kind of, I pretty much agreed with all of them. (laughs) They were basically like, what the fuck is this? Like, that was maybe like the worst comment, right? It was like, somebody said, what the fuck is this party? Or this is a dumbass theme. You know, that was like the extent of the mean comments on Britney's bridal shower. And quite frankly, you're on a reality show. It is what it is. People are going to comment mean things. But that didn't seem like it was that mean. And Britney had gotten so upset about it. She says, everyone's out to get me right now. Everyone's mad about me. People are being mean. This is supposed to be the best time of my life. And... Enough, Brittany, with the wedding. Cool it. Just cool it. uh, Just because you're getting married does not give you uh, the right to just be the queen of the universe. A wedding is just a wedding, you guys. Everyone needs to calm down. I'm so sick of this wedding. 
Not everyone needs to walk on eggshells around you just because you're getting married. That goes out to everyone. If you're getting married, just cool it. If you're planning a wedding right now, cool it. But Brittany's really upset about it. So right as this is happening, Tom is like, hey, Jax, let's go chat. And then Tom Sandoval confronts Jax. And he says to Jax, why did it take Lisa calling and telling you guys uh, to get rid of this pastor for you guys to get rid of this guy? Jax is like, I'm not talking about this. And he walks away. And again, I'd like to go back to say that this can't happen on reality TV. Regardless of the topic of conversation, I can't have people saying, we're not talking about this, and then walking away. I need to see you talk about it. That's what a reality show is. I was so upset Jax like, didn't really react. He just walked away and said, I'm not talking about this. We can't have this happening on reality TV. We need to draw the line. Producers, if you're out there listening, you need to tell the cast members that they can't be playing these games. And if they don't want to bring it up on camera, if they don't want to chat about it on camera, then maybe they shouldn't be on reality TV. Maybe they should go get another job somewhere else. Because reality TV is bringing things up on camera and talking them out ad nauseum. Okay, that's what this is about. That's what this game is. Uh, But I I will say, Jax did do good reality TV work when he walked over to Britney and then riled her up some more. So he did sort of make up for it. I'll give him that. He walked right over to Britney. Britney was so upset. And then Jax is like, what are you upset about? And then uh, Britney's like, well, I'm mad about the wedding and stuff. And then he's like, Tom Sandoval just said, why did we do this? And then it riled up Britney. And then Britney's saying, Sandoval, seriously? Sandoval, this is not my fucking fault. I did nothing wrong. Ugh, you guys. Uh, Tom Sandoval. When she says Sandoval, Sandoval. I just love it. <laughs> I love hearing Britney's Sandoval. Sandoval, this is not my fault. It's two weeks till my wedding. This is my wedding day. Two weeks till I saw. This is my wedding day. I only saw one of those comments. I only saw one of them. She says, Saul, <laughs> instead of saw. <laughs> I do. I, you guys, I like Britney. I do. I do. It is what it is. I do. I mean, I also dislike her a lot. I'll say that. <laughs> you know what, these people, we like them one minute and we hate them the next. I mostly dislike her, but I also love watching her. Do you know what? Does that make sense? You guys get it. You get it. You know when you hate the person, but then you also love watching them? That's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we're at. Anyway, uh, that was when, um, oh, that's when Stasi made the Game of Thrones reference and she said something about Tom being, I don't, that show's not even on the air anymore. Okay, we're going to need to retire the Game of Thrones references because that show's over. The finale aired, I think, before this season even started filming. Before Vanderpump Rules started filming, I think Game of Thrones was ended. So why are we still doing the references? I know, I say that as someone who references the show The Comeback at least once a week on this podcast. So what do I know? What do I know? Oh, there was this wonderful moment, though, with Kristen where Kristen never misses an opportunity to try to get in the mix. And she saw that this argument was happening, and she goes right up to Jackson. She said, is this about James? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Kristen was trying to get in the mix, but she didn't know what it was about. She wanted to get in, but she didn't know what they were talking about, so she just assumed it was James. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Anyway, the episode ends with Brittany saying, uh, he doesn't deserve to be in our wedding. And then knock him the fuck out. Knock him the fuck out, Brittany just kept saying. And to that I say, uh, that's not very religious to me. I don't think God would want you to say, knock him the fuck out regarding another person. But what do I know? What do I know? I did go to Catholic grade school growing up. I know that's not what we're talking about. That's neither here nor there. But I did uh, go to Catholic grade school. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, that's the episode. Uh, it seems like Tom's not going to be in the wedding, although we're two weeks away. And we do know from social media that Tom was at the wedding. So I'm curious to see it play out. And I'm so excited for this wedding to be over. I cannot wait. End it already. Get us out of our misery. Let us off our misery. I'm done. I'm D-O-N-E. I've had enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough of this wedding. That's uh, Vanderpump Rules. Next week, uh, it's more Jax versus Tom. Ariana, we have that moment where she cries and she's doing the, that got that big hat on. Very excited to see all this stuff play out because I think, I, I think this stuff is interesting to me. Although I know it's very divisive. That's what I don't like about this. See, it's very divisive and everyone's online and social media is yelling at each other back and forth. And I just would like to remind us all that uh, it's reality TV and we're watching a show about waiters and servers. But it is important issues. We will see that. It's important issues. And everything that guy, that asshole said, the, um, was he, I keep calling him a pastor. Was he actually a pastor? I'm not sure. But uh, whoever that man was, uh, what an asshole. What an asshole. Uh, anyway, that's Vanderpump Rules.
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. I want to briefly touch on New Jersey because New Jersey, we're almost at the finale. We're almost at the finale. We got one more week left. Uh, and this episode was great. They're in the Jersey Shore. I do want to say regarding last week on the podcast, I had said Real Houses in New Jersey, they haven't been going on any good trips. And I keep forgetting that they went to Jamaica. And people keep yelling at me about it, but it, just, it didn't stick out to me. I know they did go to Jamaica. I think, was it Jamaica? They went on that vacation earlier in the season, but it was obviously a really shitty uh, housewife vacation because I honestly don't remember much of anything from it. I remember Jennifer did like some impressions of people or something, but uh, I, I keep calling on the podcast. I keep calling for them to go somewhere cool and exotic, and I keep forgetting that they did go somewhere cool. It just nothing happened. Nothing good happened. Although didn't, I think Jennifer like went in poop water or something. Remember she like rode a horse and there was like a bunch of poop in the water. I can't quite remember. You know, things happen so fast on these shows. Sometimes you just forget. You forget. I I forgot that Jennifer swam in some shit. I didn't even remember it. Until just now as I'm talking about it. All of a sudden it's coming back to me. It's all coming back to me now, Celine Dion style. Uh, But we forget. Anyway, they're at the Jersey Shore. Jackie's husband arrives. He wasn't there yet. Uh, Jackie's husband's hot, Evan. I find him very attractive. I do. He seems like a nice gentleman. And uh, I find, uh, you know what? I was loving all the men on this episode. I love them. I thought I could watch them getting drunk when they were fishing. I don't know what it was when they were fishing. I was loving it. Every second I was eating it up. I was like giddy with excitement. I don't even know why. Normally, I don't like the men on these shows. I don't like watching them. I want to see the women. But this week, I don't know, something about them. It was so compelling. It was fun. It was great TV, just watching them fish and get drunk. At one point, Bill was wasted on the fishing boat, eating with some cool ranch Doritos, and he was doing a raise the roof. Remember? You know how people used to do that back in the 90s, where they would put their hands and they would, they would do that motion like to raise the roof? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, Bill did that while he was drunk and eating some cooler ranch Doritos. And I swear, I was looking at myself in the 90s. It was like I was looking at my, I don't know, maybe not the 90s. It was like <laughs> I was looking at myself senior year of high school eating some Cooler Ranch Doritos and raising the roof. That's what Bill was doing. And Bill's a star. Jennifer's husband, Bill, he's a star. It's all there is to it. He is a star. 
And I'm glad he got into showbiz. I know he's a doctor and he does good work there uh, with the surgery stuff. But I, I think Bill's made for showbiz because I could watch him do all sorts of things. Watching him get drunk, raise the roof, eating those Cooler Ranch Doritos, fish. At one point, he couldn't even stand up straight. They had to carry him home. And uh, to that, I say, uh, let's get rid of Bradley Cooper and replace him with Bill Aiden. I'd like to see Bill in some scripted work because I find him very telegenic. I want to watch everything that Bill has to offer. Let's get him, him, him in front of the camera. Maybe that's how we'll feel about Randall on Vanderpump Rules. Maybe that'll happen with Randall. Uh, you know, I said earlier that Randall doesn't have a face for TV, but uh, I didn't think that about Bill either. And now all of a sudden I want Bill in everything. I want to see him on all my programs. So uh, I don't know if there's any people out there doing scripted work. And if you're casting for something, maybe just keep Bill in mind. Keep him in mind. Maybe if there's a, a good role, I think he could do it. And I think we would like to see it because he really proved himself in front of that camera that he's telegenic. So anyway, they're all um, they're all at the Jersey Shore. And oh, Frank Sr., he was in a confessional. Did he always have confessionals? I don't recall that. I don't recall that. Uh, we do have a moment where Joe and Melissa, they're walking on the beach and they're talking about the fake kid storyline uh, about Melissa maybe having a kid, which is totally made up, obviously. And they talk about it. And it's like, I don't know why we're not just editing this out of the episodes. To the Bravo editors, I call on you to edit this storyline out. It's made up. It's fake and it's stupid. So I don't know why we had a whole scene on the beach where Joe, Gorga, and Melissa were like, well, should we have a kid? And Joe's like, no, of course you shouldn't. And it's like, ah, oh, you guys, we don't need this. We just don't need it. Oh, I, I also loved when the men, it was Bill and Evan, when they were playing the carnival games on the boardwalk. Ah, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I could have watched hours of that. Just them playing carnival games on the boardwalk. Just Bill and Evan. What is uh, It's like Bill and Ted's Awesome Adventures. I want Bill and Evan's Awesome Adventures. I'd like to see them doing some time travel, just like Bill and Ted. You know, in those Bill and Ted movies, they do a lot of time traveling. And I would like to see Bill and Evan do that in a scripted piece. Maybe that's uh, Bill's next breakout role. I I was just saying he needs to be on screen more. Maybe that's what we need to do. Write him a Bill and Evan. Get those two together. Because watching him on that boardwalk was so fun. It was so fun. Meanwhile, they they went to this outdoor restaurant. They got some seats. And Margaret, it was revealed that she doesn't wear underwear, which I think she's talked about before. But it was like sort of windy this day. And <laughs> Margaret, too, they, she said, the breeze is going to bring out my puss. That's what she said. The breeze, it's just going to bring It's going to make my puss cold. She, just, she said the word puss. And I'm sorry, it's a vulgar word. Her word's not mine. Uh, but she said, I don't like to wear underwear. I like to air it out. <laughs> then later, you guys are laughing so hard because later uh at the same spot dolores is like it's getting cold who wants to go and marge was like i do <laughs> she was so, so excited to go because her underparts her lady carriage her meredith gray was getting too windy up there her christine baranski was so, too much air was going up there and margaret had to get out she needed to get indoors and she was so ready to go <laughs> it's windy Oh, it was windy. It was windy. Then they all go out to dinner. Melissa says she's going to meet up with Danielle. Melissa says, I'm going to meet up with Danielle to tell her that none of us want to hang out with her, which is an insane thing to do. And that's one of the things we love about these shows is that that's not something that would happen in real life. You would just stop hanging out with the person. But Melissa was like, look, as Margaret's friend, I need to meet up with Danielle to tell her that we don't want to hang out with her. And it's like, in real life, you would just stop. You wouldn't invite her. You would never text her. But not on these shows. I loved it. I loved it. Then at dinner, they do a beer chugging competition. Jackie proposed it. And she says, I can beat any of you in a beer chugging competition. And she did. She chugged that shit in a minute. It reminded me of college, too. Uh, My days at Ohio University, my freshman and sophomore year. I loved nothing more than doing a a beer bong or what was the um what was that other thing like uh, uh I don't know I can, I'm so lame now I can't even think of it but I loved like flip cup and I loved a beer game in college and I don't drink beer anymore but I would love to play some of these beer games again watching this episode I was like I want to play some flip cup I want to play some beer pong get a beer bong maybe you put the whole thing in there or what was the thing where you you put the key in the beer do you remember that you like put the key and then you chug it all. I used to be good at that, too. It was fun. 
but Jennifer, right after Jackie does the chugging of the beer, Jennifer yells, you know how to suck a bottle, but you don't know how to suck a dick. And in the middle of a restaurant, she just yelled that. And I thought, Jennifer's a great housewife. She's a great housewife. Whether or not you like Jennifer, you can't disagree that she makes a good housewife. She's like exactly what we need on the show. And sometimes I love her, sometimes I hate her, but uh, all the time I think she's great for the show. Uh, but then Margaret starts to fight with her and she says, like, you don't work. And then I kind of, I kind of was getting mad at Margaret. I, I think Margaret a lot of times is like saying things to fuel the fire and she's saying things that are below the belt. And I do love Margaret and she gets away with a lot because I think a lot of us like her, but some of the things she says, and I do agree, like mothers, I think do have the hardest job in the world. Like, I think that it's the hardest job. Although I will say Jennifer's got a lot of help, I think. I think she has the nannies and all that sort of stuff. But I still think Margaret just went a little below the belt. And then she stormed out and Jennifer yelled, Fred Flintstone called. He wants his outfit back. Biatch. She said biatch. <laughs> biatch, biatch, biatch. And then the next day we get a morning scene. So we see everyone, all the women waking up in bed, making their phone calls. Nono called Teresa and he just said, no hot water. <laughs> No hot water. <laughs> they had to subtitle it because Nona was like, No hot water. <laughs> oh, I love Nona, you guys. Where's Nona's cookbook? I love Nona. Where's his spinoff? Oh, I love Nona. I love him. I love him. Yeah, to it. No, no. You know what I say to Nona? I say, Yes, yes. I love him. I love him. Oh, I was so shocked when they were all waking up, too, at Frank Sr.'s back tattoo. Have we never seen that before? I don't recall. Because when it came on screen, I said, whoa. I said, what is that? What is on your back? It was like the first time I saw Ben Affleck's back tattoo. Did you guys ever see that? It's shocking. Clutch my imaginary pearls when I saw Frank Sr.'s back tattoo. What was going on there? I don't know what it was, because I didn't freeze frame it, and I didn't want to rewind it, because it was too upsetting to see to the eye. To the naked eye, it was too upsetting, but he had a very aggressive tattoo on his back. And I don't recall seeing it. I do like tattoos, but I don't know. Something about that one really surprised me. Then the group all splits up. That's when Bill gets wasted. He tells the men he's going to be a Guido for the day. He says he's going to be Tony the Turk. And when I was watching that scene, I felt alive. I felt alive. And then uh, Jennifer and Dolores and Teresa, they were doing some boat excursion. Jennifer was belching, kind of boring. Uh Bill had to be carried back to the house, and that was when they laid him down, and somebody in the background, I think it was Dolores, was like, does he have a pulse? And it was like, they were literally thinking, like, maybe Bill's dead. And it seemed like the the mood of the house was a little bit too calm for the fact that half the people in the cast thought he might have been dead. It was almost as if, like, well, if somebody was dead, you know, no big deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dolores is like, does he have a pulse? Somebody check his pulse. It was so, like, casual or so laissez-faire. I thought, well, what if somebody really did die in this house? Would Dolores even uh, move quickly enough to call the ambulance or something? Like, what was happening? She, No one cared. No one seemed to care. But then he did wake up, and he sort of felt up Joe Gorga, which was fun. Um, funny to watch. Uh, then we cut to this Melissa and Danielle meetup, which was so awkward. And there was a lot of, like, building tension, because they were at a smoothie bar, and Danielle can't have dairy. And so she, the waitress or the server comes by and she says, what do you guys want? And Danielle says, well, I can't have dairy. And the woman says, well, I can do almond milk. And then Danielle says, okay, I'll have that with almond milk. And then her and Melissa start talking. And then the server comes back with the drinks. And then Danielle says, is there milk in this? And the woman says, no. And I thought they were building it up to, uh, to showcase that maybe there would be dairy in there. Does that make sense? Like I kept thinking that Eventually, we'd find out that Danielle accidentally drank dairy. Like, that's how I thought the scene was going to end, like with Danielle in anaphylactic shock because she drank dairy. I don't know why, but it was like, that's what I thought they were leaning us to believe. But really, they shocked us with something even bigger than Danielle having dairy. And that is the fact that at that hair pulling event, the guy who owned that store told Danielle to pull Margaret's hair. And then Teresa said the same thing. Teresa told Danielle to pull the hair and they showed the footage. They had it on candid camera. They had on candid camera. We saw it. We saw the footage. I was shocked. I did not see that coming at all. Not at all. I can't wait to see this play out. Melissa told Danielle that no one wants her around. She says, the girls don't want you around. You're not a good influence on Teresa. 
That was good stuff, you guys. I thought that was a great uh, ending. I actually think Teresa deserves a producing credit for this because she did tell Danielle to pull Margaret's hair, but it was the best episode of the season. So, look, was it wrong of her to do? Sure. Was it shady and sneaky and all of the things? Of course. But it was also good TV. And that's why we turn on Bravo, for good TV. So, thank you, Teresa, for producing that episode. And also, uh, you were being a bad friend by telling one of your other friends to assault them. So, both those things are true. And uh, that's the episode. Next week, we have the finale. It's the finale. Teresa loses it. I'm very excited about that. And I've heard things about the finale, and I think it's going to be really good. I've heard some things. I hope that uh, it's good, but I've heard it's going to be a juicy finale. So, that's next week. We also see Teresa go to Italy with the girls. They see Joe. Juicy Joe's back. And that's the season. I feel like we're at the end very quickly. Doesn't it feel like it happened quickly this season? I've liked this season. I liked it. Anyway, that's the that on that. Thank you all so much for listening. I am going to take a long nap because I've been running on caffeine for the past, I don't know, five or six days. Matt and I were in New York, and then we were in San Francisco for the live show, and it's been a lot of traveling. Uh, I feel like Luann, like I've been traveling, I've been to prison, and now I just want to go home. And, and I did sort of go to prison. I went to Alcatraz in San Francisco. <laughs> it's basically prison. And uh, you guys know about Alcatraz. It's like a, a prison facility or a jail facility that's on its own private island, so people can't escape. And Matt and I like kind of went and we looked at it. We didn't go to Alcatraz, but we were right there like looking at it. And I was thinking there should be an Alcatraz for Bravo celebrities. So when they do something, a lot of them have been arrested, but wouldn't it be great to just like, when Luann gets arrested, you throw her to Alcatraz, like its own island, and then we would film it. So I was thinking, whenever a Bravo celebrity gets in trouble, they have to go to Alcatraz or Bravo Alcatraz, and then we have cameras set up there. So it'd be like Orange is the New Black, but it'd be like Bravo style. And then I also think it could be like a mixed sort of facility. So like you could have all different ages. You could have men, women, all the people. Just anytime a Bravo celebrity gets in trouble, I think we send them to some sort of place that is like an Alcatraz, like an own island, and then we film it and see the shenanigans they get into. That's what I would like to see. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. I'm going to be doing the Patreon uh, bonus episode as soon as possible for the month of February. It's coming. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, go on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 more per month and get access to those bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month. More importantly, the money helps to support this podcast. So thank you so much for all of those that you, uh, all of those of you that are Patreon members. Uh, if you want some of the merch, we have new t-shirts available. It's everythingiconic.store. So these links are all in the episode description, but it's everythingiconic.store. And we're getting some new stuff in there uh, soon. Uh, we had some iconic hats at the live show and Queen Icon Legend shirts. We're working on getting those all in stock um, in the next couple of weeks, but I think a couple of the products are up there. So everythingiconic.store. With that said, uh, let's all uh, let's do a cool down. I also want to remind you to buy, pick up Fancy AF Cocktails. It's the book that I co-wrote. If you haven't picked it up already, I feel like uh, I need to plug that one more time. And let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. This time, just hold it. Clear your mind and breathe out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to all of you who came to the San Francisco show. I I went back to the hotel room last night and I just cried tears of happiness. I was just so blown away and touched by the kindness and support and and love in that room. It was just such a special night for me. You can tell my voice is kind of uh, starting to go, but uh, I thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk next week. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus 
fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Cozy. Track. There's no turning back. 